Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. On this episode, we're ranking our top 10 right-backs we've seen in the Premier League. Find out who makes our top 10. Uh, okay, lads, we've done quite a few top 10s this stage, so we're just going through a uh, few of the last positions here. So the next we have our top 10 right-backs of all time that we've seen in the Premier Um So again, we've done our four lists. Out of the four lists, only 13 players were picked so a lot of a lot of the um, lists had the same amount of people in it, but the the orders were very different. And there's a bit of a surprise at the end here. Um, not an obvious surprise, but I will. Um, well, I suppose no such thing as an obvious surprise, lads. But mm-hmm. we move on. Uh, but yeah, we we kick it off. Um, so thirteen players are picked. I'll start off the player who finished in thirteenth. Um, Chris, you had him in your team. Um, you had him at number ten. Um, Stephen Carr. Oh, I remember. I don't remember much of him. I know he fin. I looked up a bit on him. He. I know he finished twice in the PFA Team of the Year, and he was a solid right back. Like maybe when I seen him, it was towards his tail end of his Spurs days, and then obviously he went on to Newcastle, Birmingham. So I couldn't quite put him in. I do have a couple other Irish fullbacks that will get a mention, but Chris, you were obviously a fan. Yeah, he was a solid right back. Um, I suppose with the list we have, I when I was thinking of players, it's quite difficult. Um, it's not like your centre midfielders or your strikers. But look, Stephen Carr was a solid right back. Did his job really well. Got up and down the pitch. Was good for Ireland too. Um, and for the time I seen him, he was just a really solid right back. Um, I suppose the right backs now, it's a lot different where you've Alexander-Arnold maybe going forward and doing stuff right back, kind of even back then was more, you know, be solid at the back mm. position is good, tackling and, you know, a bit of support going forward. And for that element, for definitely the two years he did in the PFA team of the year, he, he did really well. Yeah, um, you had him in there. We'll move on to, obviously, Kenny, you didn't have Carr in there. Um, no. No, no, well, another I one. Yeah. I remember Sunes had a high praise for, that, for Stephen Carr. Called him the modern day right back when you had him at Newcastle, so it's a good shout. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely not. No, he's he was yeah. in my he was in my top fifteen or that I was going to put in, so he's not a bad shout there. And um, yeah. we move on to something. I think you might call this a bad shout, lads. I put this player in tent. Like I said, I wouldn't. I couldn't put Carr in. Um, there's another couple of Irish uh, fullbacks I didn't put in because they just didn't remember them playing that much. I had a yeah. uh, Bakary Sanyan at number ten. Oh my now, god! This is another American support. It, 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 it could be, but I'm 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 going by, by what by what I remember, lads. I think Sanya was ten years in the Premier League with Arsenal, and City, Champions League football. He was unlucky. He didn't win anything. He didn't win the league with City. He was at a point where he was with City when they didn't win anything. I think now. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a solid right back. I thought he was a good attacking player, and he. I think he fair. I think he's fair to go in at number ten there. But yeah, slate if you want, boys. I think it's a bad show. I think it's a bad show, yeah. I think it's another American Laporte incident there. I think that guy was full of errors. Couldn't he couldn't defend. Okay, he was decent enough going forward. But again, back then, it's not the modern day, what we see now of fullbacks. To back then, you know, again, the fullbacks had to go forward, but they had to know how to defend. And, you know, I thought, very, very poor replacement for Lauren at the time at Arsenal and at City. I don't know. I, I didn't rate him whatsoever. I think that's another oh, bad show. Another clanger. Fair enough. Uh, Chrissy, yeah. you didn't rate him, no? 10 years in the Premier League, 65 appearances for France. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think he was a bad player. And I thought he was good. Like, he earned his move to City, too. You know, City were trying to build a really spectacular team. And, you know, they went out, yeah. got Sagan and got him. And I, I thought he was good going forward. Mm. You can say he made a few errors here and there, but 
you know, that's the reality. You've been a defender too, unfortunately. You're yeah. going to make a few errors. But I, yeah. I thought he was good going forward to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, I just noticed when you were talking there, Elliot, I just want to make this be known. I have an oversight already um, in my order of a person that I haven't picked. So we're probably going to come back to that later for someone that I know that was probably chosen that um, I missed out on. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I think I know who you're talking about there. Um, but yeah, look, we'll move on from that. I just think I, I could have easily put down um, a car or a Gary Kelly or something like that that I didn't see enough of. I just don't really remember that much. I knew they were great players and I hear great things, but I couldn't, I just couldn't put them down because I didn't see them. That was, that was the only thing. But um, no, fair points about, um, about uh, Sanya, but I don't think he's anywhere near the top nine in my list anyway. But we'll move on, lads. Um, Another player that didn't get in the list, he was number 11. Kenny, you had him in and Dixon had him in. He was probably more known for, not only, probably was more known for being a right back, but he started out as a right mid, Antonio Valencia. I thought he was quite underrated as a defender, Kenny, but you had him in. Yeah, I, I thought he was a very underrated lad. I thought he adapted very well to, you know, the right back role, very functional player, powerful. I'd say very direct, even as a fullback, fast, um, I thought he was effective with his link up play down the right side with the likes of Nani or whoever was down there with him. Very underrated. I thought the guy deserved to be in the top 10 for uh, what he done in the Premier League and how he adapted very well. Reminded me of how kind of Moses did it at Chelsea, but Valencia did it for a lot longer and better. Yeah, and I think United had a couple of managers. Chrissy come in, Mourinho, I think Van Gaal came in you think he actually was always starting for them managers. And United were fairly good defensively under Mourinho. You yeah. Know? So no. it, it wasn't, he was, he was, he done quite well for United at right back. I did very well. And look, his time even on the wing, he was excellent and very difficult for a winger to adapt and go into a full back role. Um, and it wasn't just a case of him bombing up the, the line the whole time and getting crosses in. He did the defensive part very well too. Um, and probably underrated from that point of view at right back because, you think of United right backs like immediately go to Neville and you know Ferdinand Village maybe in the defence, but you very rarely would probably mention Valencia. Um, and he was excellent, powerful man as well. Like I know mm. he's speed, but he he was mm. strong as an ox as well. Um, and he did really well. Yeah, definitely goes under the radar. Yeah, he well he just misses out. Um, you got to remember Elliot, like you know he did make in the Premier League 325, 24 goals, forty six assists, and. I know the Wigan part of it, he was more of a, an out and out winger. But he does, he does have two Premier Leagues to his name and other trophies. So mm. I think maybe it's a little bit harsh he's not in there, but I'm sure it's, there must be a good list then. Yeah, no, that shows the quality of the list. So we move on. Um, Valencia got three points. Obviously, Dixon had him in his team, and so did you, Kenny. We move on to actually the top 10 now. Um, so this player was only in one person's team. Um, Chris, you had him quite high. You had Gary Kelly number seven, so he finishes in tenth with four points. Um, probably similar to me with Carr. I don't. I knew he was a good player, and but I didn't probably see enough of, of him as the other players there. Um, so you have you have Gary Kelly in there. What do you think? Yeah, I suppose my own father's a Leeds fan, so growing up, I got to see a good bit of Leeds and Liverpool. So maybe that's why I seen a bit more of him. Ah, uh, just very reliable defender. You know, really, even quite good going forward. Um, Mr. Consistency mm. um, was there in, at a glory times of Leeds as well. And, you know, part 
great partnership left side Jadine Hart and then Gary Kelly the other side and mm-hmm. they competed with some of the best teams and defensively really solid and the Champions know, League as well yeah. Champions League and he yeah. was a, he was a huge part of that and mm-hmm. you know he's loved by Leeds fans Leeds fans as well for just consistency there for the badge you know just really really good defender throughout the years and you know for me I think if you, you had seen him he'd be definitely in your top 10 like yeah super you know, I agree. I think if I if I had seen him like like you have said before, it would have been easy for me to just throw him in there. Yeah. Um. So I take the back where he's Sanya slagging on the chin, boys. But kind of you 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 didn't have him in, kind of you, you probably didn't see enough of him, did you not? Yeah, and in, in that sort of sense, that I know if I I've seen clip, I went back and looked at the clips of Gary Kelly, and, and I can remember a little bit bits and pieces from the Ireland days. Just not enough, but if I did, he'd definitely be a top five contender. Uh, for me, from what I've seen. Again, like Lee Dixon and Dan Petrescu, lad, I didn't see enough of them to be yeah. putting them in again. But those guys would be in. But Kelly, to be on um, such a great lead side, to be a leader of that side as well, captain after Ratherby. Yeah, uh, it's a great call, um, Chrissy. Just, uh, again, if I had to see more of him, he's a top five contender. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, that's uh, Kelly in 10th, four points. Move on now, it's in ninth. A player with ten points, um, an Irish right back, Chrissy. This is probably the lad you're talking about here. I really thought Seamus Coleman would be in your team. He finishes yeah. in ninth. He's in. He's in Dixon's team. He's in my team. There are so many top tens in Dixon's top ten. He's in Kenneth's top ten. You, you, did you just? Did you just like completely miss him, or I just com- about completely missed him? I I don't know. The minute you said Irish right backs, so I just my eyes just closed because I knew straight away what a defender, like the warrior of a defender for Ireland and Everton, you know, over the years. Maybe it's because at the moment, maybe he's in now the team and it's, it's not his quite his, you know, maybe best period, you know, going back mm-hmm. when he was linked with United, like he was unbelievable, um, yeah. you know, and he would have deserved that move away from Everton to a much bigger team too. Um, yeah. He was so good. Um, But yeah, that's definitely a regret for me. I just completely missed Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Kind of, Chrissy actually touched on it there. He obviously was linked with United, it felt like, for six seasons in a row, every transfer window. We didn't get yeah. that big move. Does that is that does that maybe affect people's thinking of him? Because obviously we're Irish and we see a lot more of him that he's not regarded. If you look up a top 10 right-backs list, Coleman's never on it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that's a good point. But, in our, but I'm saying on our list, me and you, me and you kind of, we have him in the list, but I just don't think he oh, maybe gets the recognition. Yeah. I yeah I agree with you on that. Like the guy only cost sixty thousand pounds, like from um Sligo at the time, and he's been there three hundred and fourteen appearances, twenty goals, twenty four assists. You know, I I do think it's an oversight, definitely on Chrissy, but on other people's part too. I do think he is probably missed out on by a lot of people that wouldn't watch him. But he's very quick, skillful. I thought he's a great stamina, great going forward. Hence, like you know, is you know decent. Um, goal and assist contributions for an Everton side, but very hard working and uh, a leader on the pitch. Yeah, Kenny, you had him in um, in sixth. So you, I, I had him in there as well. I could um, have had him in fifth as well, lad. I was debating it. I could have had him higher. And uh, yeah, you know, I suppose you're dead right. A lot of people would forget to think about Coleman because he's been at Everton. But again, he stayed loyal to them as well. Mm-hmm. Big money move could have happened to United. But you got to give credit where it's due. He's been around since 2009 or so. Mm. Still going. Yeah, I think I think people maybe he doesn't look as good on the ball as some of the right backs would, and maybe that's what people think. You know, he isn't technically. You no, know, if you look at him, he doesn't look technically as good as other right backs. But 
we'll move on, lads. That was Coleman in um, ninth with 10 points. So it's this is three Irish right backs in a row here. We're moving on to number eight with 11 points. It's Steve Finnan. Uh, I was a massive fan of Steve Finnan. Uh, you talk about Mr. Yeah. Reliable. Brilliant for Ireland also in the World Cup. And got to, obviously big games in that Germany game. He, I think he gets an assist for that McAteer goal. Um, yeah. He played at a top level with Liverpool. Um, Champions League level for good four or five seasons. He was, I think he was, I thought he was brilliant. But we all have him in there, lads. Um, Chris, you would have watched him with a lot of Liverpool as well. He was a no brainer to put in, was he? Yeah, no brainer. Um, definitely Mr. Reliable, you're right. Um, really could rely on him defensively, like he would do his job week in, week out. Um, seven or eight out of ten, get the job done. Um, and even going forward, he actually had a good cross on his right foot, but there's actually a lot of times where he actually flicked it back and he could even send in a good cross on his left foot. Um, he's definitely one of those players that's underrated, similar to Coleman, maybe because he's he's Irish as well, um, that he just doesn't kind of get the mentions that you know he should. But he was, it's one of those defenders when you have in your team, it's not till they actually leave or they're not there anymore, you realize, geez, he was he was good week in, week out, like we really needed someone like him. Um, that you could rely on going forward and backwards as well. You know, I think, and, important. Yeah, of course. And I think Carragher said recently, I think he did one of yeah. those Ask Cara questionnaires on, on Twitter. Was it? Twitter, I think he said yeah. the, the best right back or the best fullback he played it was Steve Finney. He said, That's a that's a huge, huge. Was the fullback, was it? He said, Fullback, yeah. That's yeah it wasn't a, just right back. Oh, that's, that's big praise, yeah. Big praise. That is. Finnan, he didn't have the greatest, let's say, um, Goal contributions, if you look at his uh, goal contributions, but reliability, 1v1 defending, outstanding. You know, his work rate, again, up and down that pitch, worked very well for Liverpool. Even at Fulham, before he went to Liverpool, I think he won an Intertoto Cup. Like, you know, that's where Fulham side. He goes on to win the Champions League with Liverpool, play with better players. But what can you say about Steve Finnan? His defending, especially top-notch and uh, very resilient fighter on the pitch and uh, yeah well deserves to be in there yeah definitely Stephen he's uh, that that finishes off our Irish contingent now that's three in a row for the Irish lads uh, we move on that was Finn with 11 points and 8 so number 7 with 12 points is if you pronounce it the way I pronounce it is Lauren probably in French it's Lauren and probably in Dublin it's Lauren um, <laughs> but, but uh, I thought this lad was a top player lads I thought uh, Lauren was a brilliant player he was part of that really, really good Arsenal side for that well, then three or four years. They, they looked unbeatable. So so strong defensively, weren't they, Kind of, but I think Lauren goes yeah. under the radar, does he? He goes under the radar, and I think he has one stat there I seen the other day, lad, like he played in 184 games for Arsenal. 115 wins out of that. That's Crazy a stuff, pretty man. incredible, that's a pretty incredible record. Like um part of the Gooners uh, invincible side, which he learned to be very brave on the ball from Wenger. You know, on that side, playing with down the right side with Jungberg, very big threat, um, very quick as well. Uh, d- did have an error in him, I have to say. Went down to Portsmouth and won the FA Cup there. So I think he does go under the radar. Yeah, he's a solid, solid uh, pick and a solid choice. Chris, you had him in there as well. Yeah, you don't get you don't get to be part of a back four that goes unbeaten for a season. Mm. Not be good because. The top teams would best players would go over onto your side and you know catch out and you know it didn't happen really. I know he had an error in him, but they would have taken advantage of it so much more. 
Um, so he, he was incredible for that Arsenal team. I know it was a very good team, but he played a huge part in it. And it just seems like, as you said, all the other players are talked about so much. And Lauren yeah. is kind of left there where nobody speaks about him. And obviously he, he was great too. And, and, you know, great to have in that team and did extremely well with Arsenal. Yeah, he, he's in like, there. And... Elliot, do you think that um, maybe because the likes of Campbell and Ashley Cole were such vital and you know crucial parts of that side, for example, get more of the attention. So do you think that's the reason why Lauren goes under the radar? Yeah, it does. It like as Chrissy said, it's, it seems like all that back four, uh, maybe a lot more the team. Campbell definitely seems to get more the credit, and so does uh, Ashley Cole, like you said. But it, as Chrissy said as well, if you're not going to be in that team, if you're not a top player, but he was brilliant. I think Seagon was on the bench, like you know. So you have to say <laughs> you can't have a bad player in there, you know. Yeah, I don't think Seagan started too much for the Invincibles now. Um, but no, I think Lauren was Lauren was good player. Um, I think people overlook him a little bit because there were so many more high-profile names in that team. And he was probably the least, you know, how do you say, least sexy name in there, you know, as, as, he, as you say. When you look at Henri, Perez, you know, Burkamp. Especially if you're Irish. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but that's Lauren in at number seven with, with 12 points. Uh, we're going to move on now. It, no, so Lauren, Lauren has 12 points there. We're moving up now to number six, and, and it's a big jump to 22 points. So now we're starting to get uh, this is where the, the order kind of is a little bit surprising. But wait till you get to the top three, and then you'll see you'll be surprised. Um, number six, uh, Kyle Walker is 22 points. Uh, Chris, you had him in at number four uh, of all time, uh, right backs there, which is the highest of us. I didn't think you rated him that well. I remember you saying a while ago that he wasn't a good. You weren't getting rate him as a defender. Um, not that I, didn't I was rate just surprised. Him. I was just surprised. I, I remember that. that. Um, yeah, no, he's 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 got a, he's got errors in him, but towards him being being a very good player, he is. Um, but he does have errors in him. I definitely won't back down on that one. But regards pace, power, good on the ball, extremely good on the ball, good link up play with whichever winger he's on on that side, um, being part team and contributed very well to it as well yeah Cancelo came in was fantastic and you even see Cancelo has gone to left back and now Walker's at right back you know he has to he has to be in the side he's, he's a really good player I do still stand by if we're going to be at an incredible team like City and be consistent I still think throughout the year there's there is an error two or three errors in him but overall as a defender I still think he's been brilliant uh, and is still brilliant really yeah, I, I had him in there as well. We and we all did. Obviously, I had him in at number six. Kenny, you had him in there. Uh, let me see here. Where did you have him, Kenny? Number eight. Number eight. So you had him a little bit lower down, but yeah, still obviously. What What do you think of Walker? Do you think? I think if this list was done a couple more years, he is thirty one. Does he have Does he have time to kind of get into this top five for you? No, not for me. No, I think um, Walker. I think he's more. Don't get me wrong, he's a very good player, but he's more overrated with the English media. Fifty million pounds, you know, is he really worth that? If he wasn't English, I don't think so. Um, as Chrissy said, very brave on the ball, learning a lot in that trade from Guardiola. Powerful, but you know, he's very error prone to get up back. Even though he has a lot of pace, he's still not the best tackler. But with the modern day, the way fullbacks go, he. Does do a job. He's been out of the side with Cancelo and Sinchenko when Sinchenko's been playing on the left side. Um, that's not not taking away from Walker that he's 
growing a lot, but again, I just think if he wasn't English, I don't think he'd be hyped as big, even by other football fans. I just think it's a kind of you say Coleman's and like you know, no, it's like I think Coleman's a better defender. I think he's you know just as good as attacking. If he was on a better side, I think he would have as good assists or goals. He I think he has better even than um. Walker in his time, but I think he'd be more regarded as a better player in the top 10 than Walker would be if he was playing at that level. Mm. Okay. Um, we'll move on then, lads. That was Walker in number six with 22 points. We're into the top five now. Um, it's in, in fifth place, it's Zabaleta. He has 24 points. He signed for City, I think, under radar. I think he signed in the same window as Robinho. Well, he yeah. went on to become a Man City legend, so consistent. Um, he was good attacking and brilliant defending, I thought, anyway. We all have him in. Um, Chrissy, he was a top player. Yeah, he was excellent. Um, I know we're after using this. I don't know what it is about right backs, but it's just, we always seem to be saying Mr. Consistency because yeah. it's just when you are a good right back, you just have to be consistent, you know, <laughs> defensively because you're just going to be caught out by the better teams. But he was. Um, a part of a great city team. I think he capt- He definitely captained City for a while too, wasn't he? In parts of it, yeah. In parts he of it, yeah. Because he, he, he'd strike you as a guy the way he kind of performs, similar to Milner, just good leadership skills, a real mm. lead by example approach. Um, and, you know, he was he was great for that city side. And as I said before, right backs like that, that are consistent. That's why we talk about them, rate them so highly. They're so hard to come across. Mm. And he was definitely one mm. of them. Ken, you had him in of fourth best uh, right back you've seen. I I had him as fourth best as well. Um, yeah, you, you were obviously a, a fan of him. Oh, very consistent. Uh, came in in two thousand and eight, like you said, with Robinho. That nine years at Man City, like playing at that nine, level. Was it? Nine years. You know that's he's a very tenacious tackler, worker, um, great engine up and down. He was good going forward, and he was superb defensively. Recoveries, yeah. um. Yeah, he has to be really highly rated. I think that's the type of right back that deserves a lot more praise. I think he's underrated um, by a lot as well. And uh, yeah, I can't speak high enough of uh, Zabaleta, his period at City. I know he went to West Ham after coming towards the end of his career, but he was still able to do a job and uh, top, top professional. Yeah, yeah. He was likable as well, not like City very, players. He, he seemed to be very, very likable. Um we move on, lads. That was the that was Zabala in fifth place with twenty four points. Um, we'll move on to fourth place. This was a player in, with twenty seven points. Kenny, you obviously have him really highly rated. Um, uh, Branislav Ivanovic. We know we picked him in your in your one to eleven. Um, I hate playing against Ivanovic. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anyone get the better of him. Suarez tried biting him one time to see if he could. Um, but Branislav Ivanovic was brilliant, I thought, Kenny. And I have bad memories of him as well. So I know you're going to bring up that Anfield night where he scored two. So yeah, you're a oh, big yeah. fan. Like, where did you have him there, lad, if he doesn't get beaten a lot? Uh, where did I have him? My list. I'd love to know. Ivanovic, fifth right back ever in the Premier League for me. Um, Chrissy? Cr- Chrissy had, Chrissy had him fifth as well. And Dixon had him fifth. So we all had him fifth, actually. Except me. Yeah, no, except of course, of course, except you. Number two. But, but what do you do? Tell us, you think we're wrong, obviously, but that's, go on, tell yeah, us why. No, tell us why. He was a big game player. You've seen him at uh, Anfield, but not just that, against City, winning goals, Napoli getting us to that um, 
semi-final against we were 3-1 down in the first leg <clears throat> comes in the second leg gets two goals against Barcelona that second leg gets a yellow card during the game which rules him out of the final but I mean the man of the match in the game big game player he, again 2008-2017 so aggressive big as I say competitive animal was Part- it that long was it 2008 he came into UK <clears throat> 2008 from yeah, Zenith and you know what lad it's only uh, 9 million pounds I didn't Nine. realize he was there that long. That's that's yeah. mad. I didn't even realize he was there that long. Nine million, so brave on the ball. With like Mourinho moved him from, oh, sorry, who was it at the time? I think it was Hitting moved him out from centre back to right back. Yeah, and he's just such a physical presence, great in the air, great pace. And Sterling said he was the scariest opponent he ever played against. He was able to pin back the opposition wingers, but when you're talking consistency. 377 appearances in the Premier League. You know, 34 goals, 34 assists. Like, this guy did it for that long against that United side, City side growing, Arsenal, all these other teams won three Premier Leagues in his time, an FA Cup, or sorry, three FA Cups, the League Cup, Champions League, Europa League. Absolutely Mr. Consistency when it comes to mm. playing for Chelsea. And again, I think he goes under the radar from other fans. Including you boys there, I think he goes far, far under the radar, and uh, you know when you do it that long, mm. and you're doing it over that course of a time, not like when we get to other people later on, maybe we'll talk about it. Like, but mm. he did it for so long that I think he he deserves far more praise from opposition fans. What he done, he put fear into the likes of Suarez that had to bite him. Remember and. Like you, you can tell by the goals and assists there, he, he done it really, really well. He comes in a four, Chrissy. Um, can I probably can't argue with any of your points there? He, I think he was brilliant, and I didn't realize he was there that long, to be honest. Um, we all had him highly rated, uh, Chrissy, but I think fourth is is in our in our all time list is fair. Um, I would think it's fair, but I take I take Kenneth's I take Kenneth's point that you know from a guy that maybe watched him week in, week out and, you know, has such a fond memory of all his big goals and the parts he plays that maybe we do, I suppose, underrate him for his contribution contribution to uh, mm. Chelsea over a long period of time. Um, like, he was a real bully on the pitch. You know, he was so difficult to get by. You know, he was just one of those that you just felt he was going to out-muscle you every time. Um, and I do remember the finish against... Napoli, I think that was a cracking finish, yeah. wasn't it? It was a real kind of scissors that, kick or something. Two that night as well, and another header. Yeah, there was one though, unreal finish. I think it yeah. two feet went off the ground and he cracked it into the goal. So, yeah, no, really good defender. And perhaps, you know, I would stand by for the moment where I have him, but, you know, perhaps my memory of some of the big moments that kind of went there, you know, you would forget about him too, to be fair. Um, I just suppose you'd be attached to your own team and forget some players sometimes. So, but definitely over from what I seen him as well, I did rate him and he was a good player. Yeah, I think the funny thing there, Elliot, is that you didn't even realize he was there that long. So again, that in itself, maybe that shows how underrated he is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, exactly. I think that's what shows because he was a rock solid back, uh, defender that you know you weren't getting by. Yeah, two thousand eight. That I that that's taking me aback a little bit. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that. Now, if you had, if you told me to guess, I would have guessed. You know, maybe, you know, 2012, 2010 maybe at the at the first way. But look, that that just shows how good he was. And Kenny, you have obviously great memories. But we move on, lads. 
So that was Ivanovic with uh, in fourth place with 27 points. Lads, this is where it gets a bit tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the number one, two, and three have the same amount of points. No oh. way. <laughs> right? So it has to get very technical. I, I did Dixon, who is... Um, who... Now, you got to realise before you go here, you have two Liverpool fans, so don't get too uh, No, no, no. I'm getting technical. I, 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 I spoke to a Man United fan, Dixon, and he I, I was very fair. You'll see how fair I am here. Because the, the technical the technicalities are are to the point here. I didn't speak with Dixon, who has a knock tonight. By the way, Dixon, uh, if you're listening, uh, get well soon. So, <laughs> so, so like I said, the, the top three have 35 points. I'll, fit, I'll go with third place, and he's only getting dropped because I'd be talking to account that there's two Liverpool fans on on That's the panel. No, he's, he's in third. He's in third. Join so, top. So we have. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold, put him in third here. I love him. He's so, so exciting to watch. He's one of the most exciting players to watch for me. Absolutely love watching him. He's No right back has been as instrumental in a title win. Um, he, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, he's twice beaten, beaten an assist record. One of them was his own. I just think he's playing at such a high level. The quality that he brings to a team, assist records, as I mentioned, free kick goals. We all have him so highly, highly rated here. But Chris, you have him. Let me see here. Chris, you have him in second. Um, yeah. Didn't do enough to get on top there. No, it's very difficult when when the player is still playing because there's just like he has so much left in his career as well. Like I, I do think he will get the top spot. Um. You know, at some stage, I, I do think he will get it for me. But at the moment in time, I think second was fair. Incredible player. Like, br- breaking the assist record in the Premier League, setting the new record, and then going and breaking it again. You know, it's just unbelievable. Going forward, his crosses, his passing. You know, when was ever a player a right back kind of somewhere no. somebody says, oh, God, he could play center midfield. He's that good. You he's, know? Run, he's running games from right back, getting man the match performances away from home big, at big stadiums. Um, Four feet. Four feet as well. Kenny, you're, you're agreeing with every point we're making there. Absolutely, yeah. He reminds me of Danny Alves. Like. That's, that's high uh, praise. Now, that's high praise. He reminds me of that. He's the modern type of fullback that, you know, as you say, Alves could have played in midfield too. Um, But he's great at... Getting forward is crossing is David Beckham esque. Um, I know that's quite that's a, that's a term that you know you have to be that good to get on it, mm. and uh, I think he creates a lot of space for your attackers because he's such a threat and that the opposition fear him that they have to go and press him. Uh, that gives Salah, Firmino, or Mane more and more space. And um, I still think he's defensively suspect, but I do think he's twenty three, isn't he at the moment? Just, just twenty three, yeah. Uh, he's going to be number one for a long, long time. He's going to be number one there with, I think, the likes of Reese James coming through for Chelsea, and yeah. um, Cancelo will go, will come into that as well. But Trent will be there for a long time at number one. Don't get me wrong. He's got to do it for another few years to be there. I think it's, he hasn't been there, let's say, a decade or more so far. But when he does, sure, you look now. I think he, what is he now? Elias, um, ten goals for Liverpool at the moment. Great at free kicks, and he's got forty three assists. So, you know, yeah. that's some some going for a guy at twenty three. Yeah, I can't talk brilliant. highly enough of him. Like as, you, as I say, he reminds me of Danny Alves, and that's one of the greatest of all time at, the, at that right back spot, yeah. right wing back spot. I love watching. I think he's so exciting to watch. He's probably my 
maybe second favorite player in the team at, in Liverpool team. It's been I absolutely love watching them. Um, so we move on, lads. But like I said, Trent had thirty five points, the same as the guy above him. So the only reason I, we dropped Trent down is because there's two Liverpool fans on it. So obviously there might be a bit more bias. So the next person, now this is the next person, obviously finished on the in the same amount of points as the person in first. But he only drops down because the person in first was picked as number one by two people. And as the person in second, he was only picked uh, as number one by one person, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. But it does, I know. Yeah, if you get what I'm saying. So, number two, we all rate him very highly. But the reason he doesn't, he misses out is because two people have the other lad in front of him uh, in number one. So, as Pili Quetta comes in at number two. Kenna, you have him down as number one. I can completely see why you would. I think he is unbelievable. Again, similar to number one, lad. I'm shocked he's not yours. Yeah, I'm shocked he's not your number one, even that you know how good he is and how long he's done it. No, he is is quality. But Kenna, you have him number one. Absolutely. It's no brainer. I know it's a joint between the top three there, or you know, yeah, yeah. There had to be whatever. But when we go to number one, I mean, I have a lot to say, but uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. As for the question, when you go 460 games without having an error leading to a goal, lad, that, is, is, that, is that what you're saying? He has no errors leading to goals. No errors leading to goals. No errors. You gonna check it out like that is so. No, no, no I'm, I'm not checking. I just, I just didn't. I'm just. I didn't know. Like you know, for he's the Chelsea captain as well. Seven million. That's probably, in my opinion, that's the best Premier League bargain signing I've ever seen in the Premier League. From seven million from Marseille, 2012. 10 years at the top level, 32 now. Couple Still of league going. titles as well, doesn't he? Couple of leagues and uh, a Champions League. Two, two Premier Leagues, a Champions League, FA Cup, Europa League. Oh, sorry, two Europa Leagues, a League Cup, a Super Cup, and he's on the way, hopefully, after tonight. Again, a man in the match performance tonight against Al Hilal, going to a Club World Cup final. That's another one. He's got a League Cup final to play too. Um, but this guy, I mean, what? Like, I can't speak higher. He's probably my third favourite defender I've ever seen that was an oversight on my um, behalf not to have him number one or my right back choice back then even but yeah. um, he's, he's an 8, 9 out of 10 every week you know what a leader no goals as I say when you get or no one gets by him 1v1 as like Mane is even like you know as even said like he, he's a warrior against so solid defensively clever movement in the tackle but he yeah. can play anywhere across that defence and he's been playing under different systems, but he took the mantle over even that left back from Ashley Cole. Like imagine taking over Ashley Cole, and he was Ashley Cole was on the bench because of yeah. Aspilicueta. Um, but he's a Premier League legend, Chelsea legend, underrated by other fans. I do think, lad. I'm not saying us, but I do think they're only seeing him now because of what he's doing. Like, yeah, they're looking back at his career going. You know, the, defensively, the guy was a champion for. I think he's been the best defender for a decade in the whole Premier yeah. League. As in one v one, you got to appreciate what mm. he's done. And uh, you know, blue blue blood, and uh, definitely what a fighter and servant he's been for Chelsea yeah. Football Club. I can't speak higher than of Aspilicueta. Yeah, definitely gets on my top five, six players I've ever seen for Chelsea and loved. That's a big statement as well, Chrissy. We we all have him in our top three, obviously. Um, so we all rate him very highly. I think maybe when he retires, we might actually look back and say, maybe he should be the number one or he, he should be higher. 
Possibly because the minute somebody retires, um, the highlight reel will go up, all the achievements will go up, and it's I suppose in the face of everybody to see. Yeah. So perhaps then when we look and we see the stats, like Ken has said there about minutes, you know, without leading in an error leading to a goal. That's crazy we'll, stat, isn't we'll, it? We'll actually go wow, and we'll just say, are we not looking at, at this guy, or how haven't we seen or no, noticed mm. this over the years? Um, but look, I just want to talk about Boom because. What a player. So consistent. A real warrior. Gets stuck in. You know, you never hear about him in the media or anything like that. He, he never kind of whinging or anything on the pitch. Just real warrior. Gets stuck in. Does mm. his job really well. Um, and I know we're going to keep saying consistent, but he's been consistent for such a long time for Chelsea. Um, you know, and I just think... I agree with Kenneth to a degree. People are just seeing that a bit lately with him. But people need to realise too he's done that for a long time. So... Regards being the top three for me anyway at the moment, that was a no-brainer for me. Huge yeah, fan of, yeah we, we all have him in our top three anyway, but that only that's leaves one. That's where I say, Elliot, when Trent does that for a decade, um, at number one, Trent will be number one um, definitely across the board. But when you look at Aspilicueta, done it for a decade at the top with, you know, consistency. He's known as Mr. Consistency. Is Yeah. By Chelsea fans and other fans, he's known as that, but absolute leader. And uh, again, it's a no brainer for me that he's at the top. Well, for enough, me, but... yeah, and he, like you said, just the technicalities he, he missed out. If, if the technicalities were different, it could have been um, as pretty quite on top. It's just the way it worked out because we had to go with the kind of procedure that we've, we've been using in the past, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So it, it's basically number one, Gary Neville. It's it's it, it, it's it's down it's down to obviously Dixon has him in at number one as the best right back he's ever seen and same with Chrissy, um, I, Chrissy, I, absolute, oh my god, Chris, like I'm not obviously I'm not surprised Chrissy because you had him in your one to eleven but Kenny you're you're seem to be very surprised there. Oh yeah, I know Chrissy studied his game when he was younger, like but that Chrissy must have been watching errors going back to two thousand. You know this guy was error prone, like you know I I. Thought he was a good fighter and you united in his blood. I thought he was lucky with the team he played around. But number one. And again, Elliot, like I think I spoke to you before about like in a lot of people's eyes, because he was part of a very, very successful United team. People think you know he's a nailed on number one. But I remember Dixon saying, sure, Phil Neville was a better player. You know, Phil Neville yeah, played for Um like Gary Neville, I can, I can even remember going back to all the like errors with Sean Gother to Edmundo running them inside out for Vasto da Gama. Um, he 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 was a, he was good, like, but he wasn't world class or definitely not number one material. I know United fans will backlash against that, but go and look at his game. He, he, I know he was a fighter and he had that fight real great about him and. Ferguson loved, you know, anyone that had United in their blood and, you know, who can doubt Sir Alex, but from, he wasn't number one. I don't even, I don't think he's England's greatest right back um, to play the game, to play the game in the Premier League. Um, I know he has a lot, like a long list of accolades for trophies, um, but for his longevity there, he didn't really get in any, I think he got in two team of the years for that length of time. Kenny, you had that, yeah. You have him in a five, Kenny. Chris, you have him. He's lucky to get there. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris, you have number one, so you obviously disagree with everything's kind of said there. Yeah, I do. I think he'd have, he'd extremely long and successful career. Um, and I think if you play the game at the highest level for thirteen years or whatever he played, it would have been about thirteen years, I suppose. You're going to be able to pick out a handful of times where he made errors and stuff over the years. That's natural. That's natural being a defender. A handful. Yeah, but that's that's natural for a defender. Like if you talk about Vidic and we just spoke about how good he was, I can pick up out the Torres incidents and you can pick out other players as well and say that they made mistakes or a striker got the better of him uh, and so on. And Devil is no different. But over the course of his career, uh, offensively, I definitely take the point. Look, he wasn't absolutely Trent Alexander-Arnold outstanding going forward, but we have to appreciate it was a different footballing time as well. Um, and he had other players up the pitch to really do the damage from that attacking point of view. But regards defending, he was outstanding and, and consistent as well for the time he was there. You can pick out er- error goals, but for the majority of the time he was there, he was outstanding. Um, and like, all you have to do is listen to the pundits, former players. The majority of people will still put Neville number one. And that's, that's not for, for no reason. Um, and there is other English fullbacks that they could actually put into that spot. But everybody still goes with Neville because they recognise over the course of his career, he was extremely good defensively, extremely consistent for the most part, um, and was helped United win a lot of those great trophies. Um, and similar to what we said about Lauren, a lot of United's defences were outstanding. Um, and you wouldn't get away without being right back at Man United for that long without being without being an extremely good player because the likes of Ferguson was so ruthless that if you were not, you were out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if Ferguson needed a right back and Neville was that error prone as I Ken has made out, he wouldn't have been in that team. And that that's the way I view it. And Ferguson didn't make many mistakes over the years and I don't think that was one with Neville either. I thought, you know, terrific player. I think the only, the only pundit I've seen that that either played with Neville didn't have him in his, as in their best 11 they played with. Was, Roy, uh, Keane. Roy Keane put Paul Parker ahead of him, which was, I thought, was, um, was and interesting Lauren, to say the least. And Lauren, when he done the 1 to 11 with uh, Vieira, he put Lauren oh, yeah. ahead. But, but look, come on, but like, you know, that, that seems like a nail, like, as what we said before, Elliot, like, people have it nailed on. Chrissy there is just, that's a nailed on approach. Like, you're just looking at the, you know, longevity he did have switch switch rounds with Phil Neville at the time and Wes Brown. Um, I know he was the number one there, but he was the weakling for England at the back. Strikers like Henri and that drifted out to the left side to play against them. And like I, I think he's good. Like you know, he's a good fighter, but I thought defensively suspect as well. I know you're playing that Man United at the top level. Like you, you good link up with Beckham down there, but defensively. I thought he was the weak link. And I don't know, Elliot, like you have to give your opinion on this. Like, but when Dixon says Phil Neville is better than Gary, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, that's a big statement there. But lads, look, that's um that's our top well, ten. What's your what's your opinion that uh, Elliot? We didn't get yours on Gary Neville. Gary Neville, no, I think Gary Neville has to be I think he's higher than five, can I have my number two there. Um, but I, I, I do think that people go on as if Gary Neville was infallible and didn't make and you know was an unbelievable defender. I think he was a very solid player. His longevity was brilliant. And you don't play for Man United a club like that for that many years if you're not a top player. Um as well, I don't I don't think I don't I couldn't pick anything out that I could say 
Neville is the best at this attribute. But I think it was more his mentality and his physicality that was maybe put him above of, uh, more people on the list. But he was. I suppose he, I, like, I think one thing that he's best at punditry. <laughs> punditry, yeah. Um, I suppose I haven't seen Stephen doing the punditry now, so I'm not 100 percent sure on that side. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think ne- I think Neville. You have some obviously you both have some good points. Ne- Neville, I have him in second, so but I do think people go on as if he was in, like he, he didn't make any mistakes. I think I think I've highlighted before that he did make mistakes. But then Christy says, look, 13, 14 years, even more, whatever it was, there's going to be um, there's going to be a, a mistake reel there because you're playing for that long. But look, Neville. The way it works out, Neville finishes on top of the pile, lads. I'll go through the top 10 there. Uh, 10, Gary Kelly. 9, Seamus Coleman. 8, Steve Finnan. 7, Lorden. 6, Walker. 5, Zabaleta. 4, Ivanovic. 3, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 2, Azpilicueta. And number 1, it's Gary Neville. So, uh, that's our top 10, boys. Yeah, it's a great. that's a very good top 10. Um, I do think Gary Kelly... Dan Petrescu, Lee Dixon would be in there for guys that watched it maybe mm-hmm. 10 years previous to us, earlier from the start of it. Um, there could be other ones I'm missing out there, like Paul Parker, like other players, but you know, for what seen, it's a, yeah, well, it's a very good list, I have to say. And, uh, you know, as I say with Kelly, I, I'm probably disappointed that I didn't see, and like, you know, probably enough that he should be. Definitely in the top ten, Chris. He was right to have him in there. But again, if I could have enough memories of him, yeah, he would be top five contender there. <laughs> John O'Shea uh, better than John O'Shea was better than Gary Neville. Oh, come on! Not was. Come on! <laughs> come on! Jesus <laughs> Christ! Make sure, make sure to tell me that Maddie Cash is better than Neville. Like. He probably is better going forward than Neville, but it's, it's still have oh, the sh- long time to prove it, you know? You need to wake up and smell the coffee that I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they come and smell the coffee. <laughs> you talk oh. about me if it was useless, Kenny. You had him in top five. All time. <laughs> top five. <laughs> to get there, I was kind of debating whether to put Coleman in there and not have him. Like, I was half debating it. Like, oh, stop. Jeez. Thanks for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. Let us know what you think. Who's the best right back you've ever seen? Let us know on Facebook and Instagram.